Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sportsbooks. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up. All right, we're recording? Yes, sir. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. It is a trade deadline special. We are an hour and nine minutes exactly past the trade deadline, the 3 p.m. March 21st deadline, so... We are probably going to have some more transactions trickle in. We're going to have to keep an eye on our phone throughout this one. But the deadline has come and passed. It looks like the Leafs are just making the one, or actually two, two. one big move and one small move for future considerations there. Uh, as always, joined by Josh and Jason. What's up? What a, what a deadline. Honestly, more excited than I expected. Yeah. It, there was a lot of trades made before, but even today, right down to the to the wire there was like three or four decently sized moves yeah. not a lot of first round picks being traded mm-hmm. not a lot of guys with big cap hits being traded i think that was a big effect on this deadline for guys like chikrin or garland like those guys i think will get traded this summer but i don't think a lot yeah. of teams had the cap space to to add guys that made over four million for term that's why the leafs were able to make a trade on a retained player that's mm-hmm. done after this year but we'll get into that right away yeah, the term part I feel like is the biggest part of that. I mean, because those look teams, at the guys that were moved like Giroux, Sherratt, Giordano, uh, why Blackwell, Colin Blackwell, like those guys are all you Andrew Kopp, Andrew Lindholm, even though they signed him. Like the problem is again these. Like I'm sure the Leafs sniffed around on Connor Garland. They probably sniffed around on Chikrin a little bit. I'm sure Boston did. I'm sure Tampa did. But the problem is Arizona's not going to retain on Chikrin. Mm-hmm. That's no. stupid. Mm-hmm. Vancouver's not going to retain on Garland. That's stupid. But nobody can afford Garland unless the, the, the contract's retained. So if people are wondering why some of those names weren't moved today, that would be why. But we had a lot of moves come through, especially for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, we did. So let's – shall we get into – we're going to get into some Leafs trades. We're going to get into yep. some Atlantic Division trades because that's obviously impacts the Leafs greatly. Um yeah, these are all Atlantic Division trades. A little bit of around the league here and there because there were some interesting moves made. But let's 
get into it, shall we? Yeah. What do you guys think? So the major move, obviously, being be Asia to Nashville for future considerations. <laughs> that future considerations look look great in the AHL this year. They're fantastic. I hate that joke. Now. It's so <laughs> overplayed. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was going wild, but now it's just like, okay, I've yeah. had enough. Uh, but let's get into it. Giordano and Colin Blackwell for two seconds and a third. Mark Giordano being double retained. Is that no, just, once, just retained. once retained? Once retained. Or sorry, single retained with fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. 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 What? Some thoughts on that? What? It's. I love it. I love. I love the fact that we were able to get Giordano for. Uh, without giving a first, first of all. And then I love the fact that we got Colin Blackwell as well because, I don't know, he's, I, I have never really seen a lot of him. I've only watched the highlight uh, kind of package that you posted. Um, but he seems like a good player. Looking at his player cards, he seems like he's a, good, he's a strong defensive forward. He kind of fits with what our bottom six players are. He seems like he's one of those types where he's just strong, tight defensively. Uh, I remember he scored on us. Uh, scored a great shorthanded goal with Yanni Gord against us. I think it was a couple of games ago. But goal and an assist. Yeah, I I love this trade. Like we've been manifesting Mark Giordano on this podcast for like what six weeks now. I think. Funny how I declined it a week ago. <laughs> I, try, I tried to save you. I tried my best. <laughs> I, uh, but, I, I called the guy today and he was like, "Oh, Gio wanted to come last year. Uh, he was. It's been a dream of his. Like kind 100%. of hundred percent. Like, yeah. And then uh, yeah, but that text I received earlier. It sounded like maybe he just didn't want to get his hopes up in case. They or it sounded out. like maybe Kyle Dubas was ne- holding out until he didn't have to trade a first-round pick, which maybe, is like, yeah. mm-hmm. again, same with the Giroud trade we'll get into later. It seems like if Mark Giordano at the end of the day really said, you know, I, I want to go to Toronto, it sounded like the other team he wanted to go to was Calgary, but Calgary couldn't make the cap mm-hmm. situation work. So it kind of ended up just being Toronto. And then at that point you can flex your muscle a little more. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I think, why a first-round pick wasn't included in this trade. But Colin Blackwell. On top of that, I don't think a first-round pick should have been included in this trade. I agree. No. I, I think people are looking at other trades like the Ben Sherrod trade. I think that was an overpay. Yeah. And then also they're looking at Lindholm. Lindholm's 28, and he came with an eight-year extension. Don't tr- trick yourself that that trade was made, and then they made the extension. Those were done together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They're trading for nine years of Hampus Lindholm. So that's why there was a first-round pick in that deal, right? And Udo Vekanainen, who you said, remember a few episodes ago, you're like, Vekanainen's playing first pairing right now. With, mm-hmm. with Charlie McAvoy. Hmm. And then what happened? He got traded to Anaheim. Yeah. That's so, funny. Um, so, yeah, but to the trade, it's a great trade. I, I see a lot of talk about, you know, Mark Giordano's older. He is older. He's one of the older players in the NHL. A couple things. One, we know with the benefit of our insider, Joel, he is in great shape. He keeps in great shape. He's a grinder. He's a hard worker. I'm not worried about his body breaking down or anything like that. Knock on wood, obviously. It's half a season, too. Well, I'm just saying, as we go into the playoffs, he's an older guy. I think some people have worry about that, especially if he plays top four, and I want him to play top four. I want him to play with TJ Brody, or I want him to play with Jake Muzzin. I don't know. One of those guys, because I think he's got a lot to give when this was first brought up, I remember a lot of people saying, well, Seattle's not good defensively, and Giordano's on that team. And No, no, no. They are minus 21. They are good defensively. Their goalies are terrible. Yeah. So, and we got to see firsthand how good Philip Grubauer is. And by good, I mean not good. I, at, least would, at least would have lost that game with like an aver- against yeah. an average goalie. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you got to be really excited if you're, if you're a Leafs fan. 
One thing that was said by all three of us, what did we say about the one player we want to get at the deadline? The impact player. What did we want? We didn't want to be able to debate if they were good or not. And I think with Giordano, that's there. I don't think the there's only a debate, debate is he's, he's older. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. But he's still a good and player. He's, bald, he's only, but... what is he, three years off of a Norris? Like, yeah. He's still. And, and yeah. the real only thing that has maybe declined for him is his like ability to join the rush and play a part in the offense. But we don't need him. He scored a couple goals this year but, off the rush. But, Joe, we don't need him to do that yeah. at all. Yeah. We don't. We need him to play strong in our, in our own zone. We need him to break the puck out properly, and we need him to defend the blue line when those chances come and defend the front of the net, which mm-hmm. he can do all of those things. He may not be an expert at, in any of those areas specifically, but he can do a good job at every Everything. single one of those things I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting PDO bombed right now. 967. Wow. 30.87 expected goals against. 43 actual. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. I um, mean, it was um, Chaika. Megan Chaika came out and had some very positive things to say about him and, like, the analytics that he brings. Like, his, uh, analytically what he is as a player. And I'm not talking about, like, like just summary cards kind of thing of it. Like, actual specifics of what he does well. And it's a lot of what the Leafs are kind of missing in their decor there. I mean, especially if you watch that Nashville game, like... A guy like Giordano in that game really will help to shore you up. I'm curious to see if he gets power play time. Mm-hmm. He has been, no? Where? Like second, second power second play? Power Maybe. Play. Maybe because with Sandino. There's been yeah, an injury. you're right. You're right. Uh, I think they should try to limit his minutes in terms of, I think he'll probably Regular play. Regular season, yes. I think he'll play shorthanded. So do you want him playing the power? I'd rather him playing shorthanded minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I would, I'd rather power play. <laughs> no, I'd rather shorthanded. Really? Yeah. I don't want him blocking shots. I think he's better shorthanded than power play at this point. Probably, but... That's I mean, why. I'm just thinking of preservation-wise. But we need him for shorthanded. Like, he's a good shorthanded defenseman. I know. Ah, that's a tough one. Then you have Muzzin, Brody, Giordano, and Labushkin playing your shorthanded minutes. That's, that's no easy f- feat for any power play. opposing power play there. Yeah. Right? That's true. Like, that is true. Uh, in terms of our defense, like, our, def- our main defensemen that are going to be in the playoffs, though. Like, I really like how he does bring some offense. A lot of point shots that get through. I like that. Uh, his ability to move on the point, I found as well. Not only get shots through, but also dish the puck to the, the wings there. Saw a bunch of goals between him and Jared McCann, which I really like to see. Like, when you look at our defensemen in terms of offensive production, there's Morgan Riley, and then it kind of falls off a That's cliff. It. Like, yeah. Sandine Lilgren, but I don't anticipate either to be in the playoff shuffle. But then, like, okay, like, Brody is meh. Muzzin at times has been whatever, right? Like, Justin Hole, kind of, I guess. But Mark Giordano. He's got a good shot. A lot better. Yeah. Pretty good shot, yeah. I like I like his, his footwork on the blue line as well, offensively. So. I honestly haven't thought about that much because I'm more just excited on the stability he brings mm-hmm. in the defensive yeah. zone. I actually yeah. wouldn't mind. It. He is going to bring some offense, but I wouldn't mind if he brought zero offense. Yeah. If they buried him in the defensive zone with Brody and just had him playing the toughest minutes, I'd be fine with that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what we need. Yeah. We don't. We, 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 it will be nice if he chips in on offense. We don't need that, though. We don't. Yeah. That's why yeah. nobody wanted John Klingberg. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think anyone, no, nobody want. I mean, like Jeremy, Lo, someone wanted Jeremy Laws. Well, I'm second. saying no Leafs fan wanted John Klingberg he, by the end of it. Yeah, and also Dallas didn't want to yeah. give him up. But I'm just saying the type of player, like yeah. the positives that Giordano's going to bring are mostly, for me, going to be defensively. 
Yeah. Um, another interesting part of this uh, is that Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell are both pretty good penalty killers, I would say. Yeah, for And the sure. Leafs have already a good penalty kill. For sure. So it'll be interesting. I, I can't see a scenario where they don't put Colin Blackwell on the, on the penalty kill. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to be interested to see who comes out. Well, I well, think, I think Kosh while Kosh is injured, yeah. it, it'll Kosh's. probably be him. It seems mm-hmm. like it seems positive, the, the reports that came out today. Yeah. Like he yeah. tried to get back in the game Saturday, which would have been stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I hope he's not, like, pushing it just to be like, no, no, no I'm fine. But, like, he's actually not because that's how you ruin your entire life. Forget yeah. career, hockey career. So that'll be something to keep their eye on. on. I mean, also, on top of this, Kasha, just a keep on the Kasha scenario for three more seconds here. Kasha was held out randomly for like three games. Yes. Not too long ago. Right. Was that illness related though? I thought that was, or was that just like a, a, a lower slash upper body, in, a body injury? At first it seemed like an illness, but like, yeah. they, I, don't know, I, I the swear flu? they said like injury <laughs> some uh, anyways, but maybe it was a lower body, upper body, just one of the, the vague. Yeah. Broad strokes injuries. Um, it was. It was. That was kind of a weird one there mm-hmm. too. But I mean, yeah, the Leafs' dynamic penalty kill gets a little bit better, even though they gave up a goal. Yeah. They've, they've given up more goals as, as of recent. But I mean, can you really expect them to just like keep doing what they were doing on the penalty kill there? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it a lot. So where do we think like Giordano and where do we want to see both these guys play in the lineup? I, ideally, like just. It's like a favor, favorite kind of thing. Uh, I'd want to see him with Brody. Yeah. I'd love to see that again. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the lines are kind of shaken out. Like, do you guys, are you guys still happy with Riley Labushkin, how that's looked so far? Yeah, I'm not going to let, I, I didn't really watch much of the Nashville game, but I'm not going to let like that. I don't know how yeah. well they were. They didn't seem that great, but in previous games, they th- I thought they looked okay. So um, I'm like, okay I with that. I think it could yeah. work definitely mm-hmm. in the playoffs, but... So, like, my thing is, like, I think it going Riley Labushkin, uh, Brody, Giordano, and then Muzzin Hole, like, that's a, that's a pretty good that's playoff. Solid. That's very defensive solid. Defensive rotation there, is it yeah. not? Yeah, and they, they can also keep all those guys fresher, mm-hmm. right? Nobody has to play 28 minutes a night in that scenario. Yeah, exactly. And, there, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you don't think, whenever you think of Lee's D, obviously, it's like, you don't think size, but there's, like, a lot of size on that back end. Like, it's, yeah. it's relatively big. Like, it's... Shortest guy is Morgan Riley. Yeah, and then I wow. think yeah, and then I think after that it'd be like Jordan, who's six feet, right? Or Brody, or Brody, yeah, uh, one of those two. They're not the six two or six foot. I'm not hundred percent sure. They're anyways, Muzzin, Hall, Labushkin, all those guys are like big. We know Muzzin, Labushkin are tough. Like, wait, a lot of physicality on the back end. We look, our our back end is shaping up to be great for the playoffs. Like, it's going to be great. So it would um, be nice to have Sandine, and I think overhaul. Yeah, because I think. Even though Hall is good, he, it seems like he he's played better with when, Brody. With Brody, right. and he's not going to play with yeah. Brody. And yeah. I think Sandine has kind of shown what he exactly what he is every night. Yeah, and I think a more consistent Sandine is probably better than Hall. But I also think Hall and Muzzin maybe hopefully they find some of that chemistry again. Who mm-hmm. knows, right? Yeah, because especially with we we like I think we have to treat Sandine as up in the air at this point because like. We don't know what the injury is going to be. We don't know what it like. It seems like he's going to be out long term. It's not days; it's weeks. They said that's right? what Bob McKenzie said. Yeah, right? so yeah, it's so. it's going to be, and we're only like three to five, I think, weeks away from the playoffs. So, for if it's, if it's a week to week thing, I think Sandin might be maybe just off the table. So 
to to play. I I'm yeah. I'm going under the assumption that Sandine's not yeah. going to be back this year. Because mm-hmm. again, you don't want yeah you don't want it to ruin him long term if if he is injury if he does have an injury and it gets reaggravated and whatnot. But yeah, I I like Giordano with Brody. I think that'd be a great pairing. Like I don't know who else. I think that 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 just again it just makes the most sense. Yeah, right? of course. So. And also, you're bringing a defenseman into mm-hmm. a new system there. Like the best, like it's kind of tough sometimes to integrate a defenseman into yeah. a new system. So, what would be the best way to to do so? Playing with the guy who playing makes everyone familiar, else looks amazing. Exactly. Right? Play also playing with a familiar D partner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was awesome with Brody. Yeah. a few years ago, right? A lot of people were saying when Brody came to Toronto is like is Brody what he's lived up to be because he's been playing with Giordano so much. Mm-hmm. That was only two seasons ago. Yeah. Or sorry, not this this season, but Yeah, yeah you're right. I two, don't know. Two seasons Brody's ago. last season. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Right? We had concerns about Brody because he played so much with Giordano. We're like, is this guy gonna be good? So now they're back together. And that's a that was a very good pairing only two years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't I don't see how they don't use that as the yeah. as the even okay here's especially the other they're thing. playing Wednesday and their only practice with Toronto is going to be Tuesday and then morning skate. Yeah, I, I would I would play that as like my defensive pairing. Yeah. I would yeah. I I'd be confident too. Like I I'd want the top line. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So right now Muzzin's still out. What's the D gonna look? Is it Kivy? Is Kivy Holme actually gonna play Wednesday? I'm honestly not sure. I haven't even looked I at have no the. Yeah. Uh, because Sandine's obviously not playing. Well, Lilligan, according to Cap Friendly, is still on the active roster. I don't know if it's updated with those two because they can recall. It's Kim- not. It's not. It's not updated. I don't know. Kivy Holme practiced. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because he ran Jason Spets into the boards accidentally, or they they hit each other mm-hmm. and they fell. No, so, Cap Friendly is not updated. So, so that's the thing. We have honestly no idea what's going to happen with the yeah. roster right now. Yeah. There's, they made so many moves on Sunday. And Sandine is in flux. Kasha yeah. might be in flux. Muzzin is in flux. I highly doubt. I, okay, so like for Wednesday at least, Muzzin, Kasha, Sandine are all not playing for mm-hmm. sure. But I'm saying more cap-wise, yeah. is Sandine going on LTIR? Because if he goes on LTIR, that gives you some flexibility. Yeah. Is Kasha going LTIR? If he goes LTIR, that also gives you flexibility. Yeah. yeah. So if I were If I were to guess, Sandine, yes. Kasha, no. Yeah. Okay. I also right. wonder, like, I don't know, just thinking out loud, what's the difference between like if Sandine would just get sent down, like if he's, I don't know, like how that where he's waivers exempt, so I don't know, but I don't think you can send down an injured player. Oh, you can't. Okay. Like I, just, I, I've, you can't send him down and they go, oh, well, his knee is yeah. all banged up. True. Okay. So um, hopefully he's ready to go for next year. That's, some, that's really unfortunate that like this guy has come in, like he showed so much promise in the first year last year. A bunch of injuries and kind of got jerked around. Yeah. And then came into the playoffs, played exceptionally, had a couple unfortunate situations, but Scored. whatever. Yeah. Did score. Did show a lot of good Scratch. Offense. Yeah, that was... Damn it. Anyways. <laughs> and then this year, same sort of, like, comes in again. Showed... Some games has showed to be an exceptional defenseman overall. And then this happens again. It's like, damn it. Yeah. It's, you you got to feel for the guy there. Yeah. yeah right. I think he's starting to win over most Leafs fans as a permanent member of our, yeah. of our decor. That's for sure. So, I hope he's winning over management, though. Yeah. yeah. Right? That I can't answer for you. But I, I think so. And that's unfortunate. But just an opportunity for somebody else to, to step up now. You know, Justin Hall, we kept him in the expansion draft. Like, the, he should be ready to step up and ready to go right now. Like, that's... Dermot's gone, Sandine's gone, Lilligren's sent down for the time. 
And even if Lilgren's up, he should know that, that his spot is relatively safe. Yeah. You know? So I'm a bit surprised. Are you guys a bit surprised considering that Dermot went out, even they brought in Giordano, and then after that they find out that Sandine is probably done for long term, that they didn't bring in another depth defenseman? Yeah, I was. Sh- I, I saw right when they an- announced that like Sandin might be hurt. I thought, all right, no matter what happens with Mrazek, because like I was kind of under the impression that if Mrazek didn't get claimed, like probably nothing's gonna happen. But even regardless of that, whatever happened to Mrazek, I once I heard that news, I'm like, okay, they're for sure adding a depth defenseman. I'm kind of shocked they didn't. So, um, but I guess they like what they have within more than what was already out there. So. Um, but yeah, I like the tidy piece of work that they did with Dermot though. That was great. Uh, good for, good for Dermot because he really deserves a, deserves a shot. Like he's been here for five years now. He hasn't shown the ability to play, uh, in the top four. We've given him opportunities. He hasn't done it. And I think it's just time for him. It was time for him to move on. And I'm super happy that we got a third for him. That was great. Great work. I had some very like confident. I have confident. He, he was duped yesterday. Um, he thought he was going, he he thought it was going to be Vegas or Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, he, he was very surprised from what I was told. He thought he was going to Seattle because of a fake tweet that was going yeah. on around. Fake tweets get everyone, man. Yeah. And I, I, like, I was sent a video of him on his phone, so I, I do believe it. Yeah. yeah. But he got got. But yeah. nope, it was, uh, it was Vancouver. Wish him all the best, but like... He's been... I, like they said, he, he asked for a trade like a long time ago. Yeah, he yeah. was very... Uh, like. I'm sure he must have been very upset that he was a scratch. Like, he was playing all of last year, right? And then going into the playoffs, he got scratched. Like, he must have been pretty upset there, especially yeah. for a defenseman that was playing, like, almost every game for how many years in a row, right? But when you look at it, this guy has six points. Is he really an exceptional defensive defenseman? Did he really show anything outside of a third-pairing role? So it was time to move on from him. Hopefully he finds success in Vancouver. Yeah. 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 I was hoping even if Shen got traded, he'd have a shot maybe to play some top four minutes. But yeah, Shen's still there. So he'll probably be on the third pairing there, but he'll play every night. So yeah, we'll see how that goes for him. So quickly, uh, kind of bouncing around here, but we didn't really touch too much on Colin Blackwell and like where you like, where do you guys see him playing in the lineup? Ooh, I have no idea. You have no idea. There's, yeah. there's 15 forwards on the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There is. So I have no idea where anyone's going to play again. Signing Clifford for two extra years, signing Simmons for two extra years. was I don't know why. I still don't know. Simmons, is he an odd man out? If not, is Kosh an odd man? Like, who's the odd man out? I, I, I don't know. And I now, don't... now Robertson's probably not, not in the picture, no. which um, is a bit frustrating, but... Hmm. I actually... It's so tough to predict. Because, like, right now, when you think about the Leafs forwards... Alex Kerfoot's on the fourth line. Yeah. Right? And then he's been put up into the second line, whatever. Like, I don't know. Do they try to put him on the wing with Tavares and Nylander? Who? Blackwell. Uh, I doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah. So I, 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 don't see, I don't see why they wouldn't just give it a shot because they obviously haven't. I don't know why they, they, they didn't. I guess they didn't he's find a solution a center, for it though. in Nick Robertson. He's going to play the wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dubas said he liked that he could play left wing, left right wing. wing. Yeah. Also, the one thing that you said that I actually think is the opposite is you said we have a lot of defensive players in our bottom six. I think we have three a line of defensive players in our bottom six. Yeah. I think our fourth line is pretty poor defensively. I think that's why they traded for him. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, other... Well, well, yeah, like they put... Well, Simmons and Spets, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, but Kerfoot's been... 
good if he's playing in, a, in the bottom six. Yeah, but, but Kerfoot's coach. been up and down, right? Yeah, I'm saying yeah, the, the guys reason have they been up and they've put certain good defensive players there. They put Engvall mm-hmm. there. They put Kerfoot there. They put Kasha there. But in terms of Spezza and Simmons, I mean, they're they're pretty slow. Well, that that's why they put Kerfoot there, though, right? Yeah, it's because the line was having such Too a rough small. job in its own zone. So I think that's that's where Blackwell comes in again. Mm-hmm. Currently on the roster, 14 forwards. That doesn't even include Nick Robertson. So yeah. I don't know how it's going to shake out. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I'm I fully on board with splitting up Tavares and Nylander and, and trying to figure out an optimal way to do that. So we'll see what happens. Because I, you know what? I, I don't, well, maybe we'll get into this in the next episode. I don't think those guys help each other at all. Yeah. No, right now, no. I think those guys are both good on their own. I think playing together or playing apart would make almost no difference to their individual production per minute. Yeah. But, I mean, we kind of said that about Nylander's Matthews. So it's like, I don't know what the hell. It, it, it's so frustrating because the one time they actually tried to separate them, they ended up back together a period later, like I predicted. Yeah, yeah. and then it's Shelby like is a kind of being Tavares played two games with, we'll talk about it on Wednesday, with Marner and Bunting, and he looked fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that shows not even maybe it's less about him playing some, with he Marner. He had good moments against Nashville too. He looked like he had more jump. I don't know what what that was all about. But maybe maybe it becomes, you know, Blackwell plays with Camp and Mikheyev. I don't know, maybe you put Tavares with Kasha and Kerf. I don't know. So I I don't know. So I have the, no idea. The only reason why I brought this up is cuz last year Played a lot with Panarin, uh, Panarin, Blackwell, and uh, he did. Yes, yeah. Those were that How was his minutes? most that was his most common line mate uh, according to Dover what? Dover prospects. No way. Lines by quarter. Yeah. That that we're gonna look that up on. Played the fly, a lot with but... Panarin, and then this past year he played a decent amount with Yanni Gord, um, and kind of bounced around with Morgan Geeky as the other center. Um, but yeah, he he's like. He does have the ability to play with higher skilled guys and compliment them, maybe. So that's that's why just asking about the second line. So yeah, maybe. Um, who knows? But I, I'm all for that idea of splitting them up. Uh, I've been kind of on that train for a while. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Strom number one, Yanni mm-hmm. Gord number two, uh, Artemi Panarin number three. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe that's. Anyways, that's just, that's just a I mean, plus playing, on top of all yeah, the other playing things. Playing with he, better players, kind of playing that, yeah. what we've seen with Hyman, what we've seen with Bunting mm-hmm. kind of role, that grittier role, puck retrievals, all that good stuff. A guy stuff who can like, elevate with other, when surrounded by good yeah, players. Yeah, bring some defensive. Then why did the team. Rangers leave him unprotected? I don't know. Then why did Seattle trade him? That's the only thing I don't get in these scenarios, but maybe we got a little steal on our hands here. Maybe, but Seattle also trading him could just be getting assets. They did a great job, by the way. A lot of people critical of them at the... Uh, the expansion job. I thought they did a great job at the trade deadline bouncing around. Now, right? Yeah, they, yeah did they, a really, they did a really good job. But it's kind of funny because everything they did at the the, the expansion draft, they're just undoing right now. Yeah. But maybe that was their, maybe their, that was their overall plan. understanding. Possibly. Yeah, right? that you get more value at the trade deadline than you would in an expansion. Now they have a first four seconds, a third three-fourths. Four they have seconds? Unlimited cap space. Yeah. They haven't signed. The only guy that they've committed to long-term is Jaden Schwartz as a UFA who's been good. Wenberg, that's maybe a miss. And then they just signed Jared McCann. Other than that, they really don't have many long-term commitments. They have Everly, okay. who's Alexiak, already exists. Larson. Yeah, those guys on D. Grubauer, Dreger. That's, they have a they ton have of moves. space. They, they have room to move. Um, yeah. But yes, so that was pretty much all the... I mean, 
Colin Blackwell, so he was on my, what was it, best value contract? Yeah. What was that episode we did? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's maybe, under league you know, minimum. Guys, maybe league he could minimum. be the bunting to the second line. Hopefully. Who knows? Hopefully. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, um, we only got bunting for 950, right? Yeah. Well, diamond in the rough situation. Uh, the only thing is, I'm just kind of shocked that like there's a huge clutter at forward. I and and there's there's a decision to be made on two yeah. depended on veterans that people like a lot because I I don't I'm not even sure Spets's spot is safe at this point. I would still have him in there. Yeah, he scored knows. five points in the playoffs last year. He's been pretty consistent at generating. I mean, they, short they're putting him offense. on every six on five, right? As yeah, the sixth guy. So, I can't imagine they take him out. Okay, so then he's the – but where does – like, who's out then? I don't know. I think Wayne Simmons is out. Well, I, I think it. so too, yeah. It's look like they gave him the they it's, gave him the thousandth. They gave him the heritage. They gave him his celebration. Like, I think after that now it's just like – Which is then puzzling to why they gave him 900K for two years again. I think they just like him in the locker the room. And it's year? like, again, it's – I don't know. Why'd they give – You can bury him. Kyle Clifford like, I don't know. Years. I have but no idea. The whole point is that you can bury those guys. I feel like those are guys, again, that they like in their locker room. And it's like if – if push comes to shove and we really, really have to, we're struggling to fit all, all like to, we're struggling to win games. We can't fit under the cap. All right, Simmons. Sorry. You got to go down to the minors. But That's instead it's do. been, okay, sorry, Nick Robertson, your top prospect. You're out. Yeah, instead. I know. But, but is Simmons playing now? Like Simmons still hasn't know. played, right? I don't so, know. Um, I doubt he's playing. So I, I kind of doubt he is playing Wednesday, right? We'll see. They have yet to, have they played a game without Simmons or Clifford in the lineup? Uh, they played, well, no Simmons, but Clifford on, uh, what was it? Last Saturday. Three games. Has Clifford played the last three yep. games? Yeah. So then, yeah. No. Over Nick Robertson. Not. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's the right or wrong move. Really I'm just laying out he didn't why, good. why <laughs> having these guys on the roster, whether they can be buried or not, can, yeah, you know, maybe frustrate a Nick Robertson or frustrate a Travis Dermott. Yeah. So just peculiar. I mean, I think it's obvious that they want a guy who can fight, I guess, as their 12th guy. But then know. if then is Kasha out? Oops. Well, I, I, I again, I, I, also, he is right now. If they want a guy that can fight, why has nobody been fighting? That's true. I don't know. There hasn't been any fights in a long yeah, time. I, I really don't know. There's been uh, one. And it was like Justin Hole because he got suckered by Max Domi. Well, that's the point, right? The answer is I don't know why they did this stuff and then traded for Colin Blackwell. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I, I don't think it's the wrong move trading for I don't, Colin Blackwell. I don't Colin either. Blackwell I was just seems saying. like a great player. And if that muddies the water for Nick Robertson, if he's better than Nick Robertson, then oh well. Sorry. Like, like that. Well, no. I, I think I think he, is, he does certain things better. But in terms of what you're saying, like why are these veterans kind of – these certain veterans, why did we – Keep re-signing them and then tr- trade for – and then just getting a guy at the deadline anyways. Why? Why isn't Nick Robertson playing all those games instead? If you're going to bench Simmons in the playoffs, anyways, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at one point, Simmons looked really good, and we were, we were singing to the praise. He was singing his praises at one point, but this 2022, he, I don't, I don't think he has. Does he have one goal? No. I thought he had one, but maybe that was it. He's not doing well at all. No, he doesn't have a goal in like 30 games. Yeah, there you go. So. I don't know what's going on there, right? Yeah, but that's all I'm saying. My original point was I don't know why they did that. Not saying it's right yeah. or wrong. I just don't know. It looked good at first, and then I don't know what's what's gone on with him since then. But who knows, right? Uh, anyway, so, yeah, the forwards are kind of a mess. It seems like the D are kind of falling into place. Yeah, like, I think it's I don't perfectly see. Fall. Yeah, I, I can see a few different combinations, but nothing really. Paul's the six, Lilgren's the seven, and that's it. 
Yeah, that's what it's going to be Plain and until S- like Sandin comes back, probably right. I don't. Yeah, but if, if he does, anyways. If yeah, he yeah. Does. Yes. It's um, a big if. And even then, it might be Sandin as a seventh, and Hall as the sixth, though. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I really do hope Sandin gets better. I mean, that's wildly so unfortunate. F- final trade, dr- tra- da, da, excuse me, trade grade for the least trade deadline, and let's let's lump in. Should we lump in the Labushkin trade as well? Do you think? Do we consider that as a part of like? Deadline, like, like if we were to give them yeah, a sure. trade, it's mid-season. mid-season. I, I would say still a part of the, you know, roster mid-season mm-hmm. roster revamp. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I call it Calgary's deadline. I look at with Toffoli too, mm-hmm. like kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, what do we give them? What do we give the team? How do we feel like we did? I think I'm happy. I'm yeah? really happy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, they checked a lot of boxes for mm-hmm. me. I think I think an A. Yeah, I think so too. I, it has to be like A minus probably for me, especially coming off of last year. Like it's, and the fact that we got Matthew Nyes did not get traded. Yeah. A first round pick did not get traded. Yep. Kept all our a first lot of seconds thing. did get moved, but I think they did pretty well. But we got a third back too, which is nice. I know that's not even though we gave a third, but having that third back in this draft, I think really helps out because, oh, yeah, because even, yeah. even though we gave a pick in this upcoming draft 2022, we still have three picks and we, we made, we made great use of our three picks last draft. If we can do it again. That's yeah. Those are wins. Yeah. Matthew Nye's in the big 10 championship, uh, big 10 tournament championship, baby. You see that? Well, yeah. I couple goals, a nice chance in there as well. You look good. So now we let's see it at the frozen four. And then after that, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Kind of so one, one, one Someone thing. brought it up, and I actually don't know the answer. It like because it's past trade deadline. If the Leafs sign Nyes and Ebertsezi to entry level deals, are they playoff eligible? Because I know the cutoff is trade deadline. Yeah, but does that yeah, also apply are. to it? Does no, they are playoff eligible. Yeah. Are you sure? Because guys have so. been signed after in the past and and played. Like no. who though? When did? Oh, that's you know that's a good question. Because Kale McCarr already had a contract, or did he sign that year and then play? Uh, I don't know. Look that one up. Because I think Kale, like Kale McCarr might be an example of that. I don't think either of those guys are playing the playoffs, though, guys. We just yeah. talked about 15 forwards. Yeah, I know. It was just something that someone brought up. I'm yeah, like, I don't know the answer to that, to interesting. be honest. I, I couldn't find it. I, I think those guys should have no expectations of playing with the Leafs this year. I think they should have a good couple games with the Marlies and then start yeah. with the Marlies again next year. But maybe Marlies playoffs. Yeah, for sure. That would be fun. Right? So, Yeah. Nick Robertson did score a rocket the other day too. So Cal McCarr was signed April fourteenth, twenty nineteen, and played that played the the twenty nineteen playoffs. So yes, they can. So yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. He won't. Yeah. Again, I don't know. Maybe Nice will. Nice has a better shot for sure. Yeah, because he has a he is a, a fit like a left yeah, wing, right? Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of good things that I saw in Nick Ebertsese, especially breaking down certain plays. But it's like. How much can you really tell from a 23-year-old playing college? Right? Also, it seems like from the trade tra- chatter that Matt Nyes is being looked at as like a grade-A prospect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, the guy you'd give give a chance to. And we drafted him low second round. That was a great Amazing. pick. Amazing. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, Josh, what was uh, your grade? I'm not as high as you guys. I'd say like a B. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I, they had to bury their $3.8 million goalie to make it all work. It's oh, kind of like yeah, an all-encompassing. All you do have to include that. Um, I, I was really happy. I think it helped that Mark Giordano wanted to come to Toronto. I wonder the scenario where Mark Giordano didn't want to come to Toronto, like what would have happened? Yeah, that would have been interesting because what other deal would we have gotten, really? Other than That's like, why. It's, it's who's a, who's available, right? Like, Possibly would have had to like 
swing for the fences at like Lindholm. Yeah. Or or maybe we just kept Dermot and literally just did nothing. Yeah. Honestly. I hope not. Yeah. So I think it was a solid good, good a solid B. Yeah. Like I, I still think that's good. They did they did good work. I still mm-hmm. think there's a lot of questions with the forward group. Like a lot. I I don't know. I would have really liked to see again maybe some more finagling with Muzzin on LTIR. I really think that was a big opportunity for them that was missed. Like Florida added Claude Giroux and Ben Chirot. Like that's an A plus, right? Whether you like Ben Chirot or not, those guys are premium yeah. players. In terms of like additions to the, they also made a few other moves. Yeah, I believe. But in terms of additions and like adding to the roster and filling holes on your roster, like Claude Giroux alone is an A plus. Like exactly. You could have got Josh Brown. Is that his name? Yeah. You could have got Josh Brown as well. I, I still would have given it an A plus. That's what but I'm saying. Giroux and like in terms of value giving up, like the the Chirot one is obviously a pretty big overpay. Yeah. Pretty massive overpay, I will yeah. say. But like getting Giroux and giving up Owen Tippett, who's been in and out of your lineup, tenth overall in twenty eighteen, if I'm not correct. Yeah. Uh is he a two thousand? I thought he was ninety nine for some reason. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He I think he is a ninety nine. Doesn't matter. Anyways. He's a 98? 99, 99. 99? Okay, I was right. Like, a first Owen Tippett and, what was it, a third or something like that? It's also a first in two or three years. Yeah. So there's that. And then not only did they get Claude Giroux, wasn't there a pick in there, Connor yeah. Bunneman, and a former first-round pick in German Repsov? Yeah. Or German mm-hmm. Repsov? Yeah. Like, Bunneman's been in Flyers lineup this year. And he's not he's, – he's a late 90s birthday too, right? Yeah. Some like I don't think he'll be an everyday guy for Florida, but like they got a a 15th, 13th forward as well in there. I don't know what I think Giroux just said I'm only going to Florida or Colorado. Yeah. And it was just okay. Similar well, to Giordano, right? But, similar to Taylor Hall last year yeah. too. Right? But so that, hands are kind of tied, get what you can. I like the Leafs deadline a lot though. Like the B I don't think that's a good grade. I just don't the goalie situation's still outstanding. Yeah. And I'm not sure that it's Kyle Dubas's fault because I don't know what he would have done. Yeah. Like, I, I saw a tweet from Sid Sixeros. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> I saw a tweet from Sid Sixeros saying, like, he's shocked the Leafs didn't do, like, do anything for their goalies. Like, other than Flurry, there was really not an option for them. Yeah, like, what if what if they went out, acquired a goal, and he put up 880 save percentage for the next 16 games that he played? Uh, that's, yeah. what, that's what happened to us. Other options. I mean, yeah, like, Kakinen, who like, knows, right? So Kakinen was an interesting one. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been one. Would have been a nice one. Yeah, yeah. but he's just because he makes no money. He's a minimum, mm-hmm. almost a minimum contract, right? Yeah, and yeah, and he's under team control at the end of the year, I believe. Yeah, I, I would. You guys have been happy if the Leafs gave a conditional second to get Flurry, and the condition is they made the conference finals. Uh, so a second for Flurry, and if they made a conference finals, it was a first. So a second for Flurry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, Minnesota's good. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm happy with what, what we do did. What do you mean it for the conference finals? I They're know, in I'm the just, West. I'm, I'm just saying that like the Leafs wouldn't make it out of the first. Oh, uh, the you're joke. saying oh, sorry, <laughs> I ruined that joke. Great job, you moron. Uh, no, I holy, I butchered that. I'm, one. I'm happy that they didn't make a like. I'm I'm okay with them not making a move for a goalie because like I just don't like goalies are magical. I don't I don't understand how they work. So yeah, a second that's, that's a it. conditional yeah. second. It seems like a lot, and mm-hmm. you're like. You don't quite know what you're going to get there. Yeah. I thought that was a good trade for Minnesota. I thought, I thought, I thought so they too. were going to have yeah. to give a, a – Pierre Lebrun made it seem like the Leafs are going to have to give their entire prospect pool to get them, mm-hmm. and, then, <laughs> and then they got him for a conditional second. Like That was a pretty – I thought that – I didn't think they had a goalie issue necessarily. I think they had two competent goalies. Their goalies were better than the Leafs' goalies. Yeah. 
so yeah, far this year. Yeah, they were decent. I mean, one of them, Camp Talbot was an all-star this year. He also just won like five games in a row or something. Right now? Yeah, after playing poorly for a long stretch. Same, Kakinen was on a stretch too. He was on a heater. So, I, I don't know. But and I, Kakinen's younger. And they put him on, uh, he was on the, the expansion. Yep. They and didn't he, protect him. And he didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do also get like Minnesota's probably trying to go for it this year because they buried themselves with those buyouts. Yeah. So those, that, that was an sense. interesting trade around the league. It was. It was. I, I don't know how I would have felt with the flurry one. I don't think great. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome, though, if Morazic just came out and went on a heater? He's not going to play. You don't think so? I don't think so. <laughs> you never know. He, never he know. might have to eventually, but for know, now. Um, we got to also look up um, the cap implications. Like, he cleared waivers. Yes. Yeah, so Does that mean he can be on the active roster and it's not a 3.8 hit? Uh, no. 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 Oh, I, I think you can still be an emergency call-up, but for now... Oh, I, that's what it was. Nick yeah. Ritchie was on the taxi squad. That's, yeah. So That makes more sense. I, I, his contract is just 3, $3.8 million less. I think it's like one point... Whatever it is, one two five one, two, two, two five yeah. something some like less yeah. one and some bit million, so, um, yeah, you get like about a million ish dollars in cap relief, and if if we I I, th- I believe if there's ever a situation where we go into game day and we don't have a backup goalie healthy, it's can, emergency call can, up yeah. and that doesn't go against the cap exactly yes right so so but also if we do ever actually get a legit injury we could just the LTIR space is enough that we could just call him up anyways. Yeah. yeah exactly. Also, our question got answered of would we able, be able to move Mrazek? The answer is no, because yeah, nobody claimed him for free. I'm honestly shocked. Honestly, I'm not even remotely surprised. All right. There's gonna. I think there's yeah. just gonna be some teams trying to get to the floor, and that's just the guy who's gonna get you to the floor. But maybe in the summer. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in the summer. Maybe it's more of a feasible deal in the summer. Yeah. A lot of teams are close to the cap, but oh man, I, like that's gonna be a tough one this summer. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do there. I mean, I. As we said, like he is an NHL goalie. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he bounces back, but it's just like in terms of this season itself, it seems like kind of a lost cause, right? Yeah. Like take the summer reset kind of thing, but I don't know, right? So, yeah, and you know, Eric Shalgren's been a good story, so I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's like he played well against Nashville. Yeah. The only goal where it was like Mm, could have stopped, but like still was a good shot, good play. Three on two in the forward beat Michael Bunting. Like it was the first goal, but like he made three very good saves as well. Yeah, I think right? he, everyone's happy with how he's played. But going forward, I guess you know it'll be Campbell and Shelgren probably. Even just from it. cap purposes, I I don't think they can do anything else. So yes, we'll see I what know. happens from just going forward before we start to talk the other trades my focus now is like let's get muzzin back in the lineup as soon as we can and let's figure out this decor distribution because that's a really fun thing to watch now that they've added giordano yeah. right yeah yeah any like around the league give me the moves you guys like didn't like so maybe we go against how we feel like the atlantic teams stack up against the leafs like in the deals that they made because i feel like a lot of a lot of the the atlantic division like the the bait the the bells of the ball all kind of went to the atlantic division the bells of the ball. yeah all the people who all the I mean, most of the good play- yeah like, most of the players who like were high up on the trade boards that were highly sought after that got traded ended up in the atlantic division and we were honestly i was joking with you guys that i honestly think that some of the players that like from the start of the season got that have been brought into the atlantic division specifically on toronto tampa boston and florida 
that team alone could be like a bubble playoff team. Yeah, like add like, Sam Reinhart. Florida yeah. got Sam Reinhart. Like add Bunting that the Leafs got. Claude like, Giroux. Claude, like there's a Mark lot Jordano, of crazy. Hall, right? like, like this so. division is loaded. But I think, again, that's why I gave the Leafs a B because I can't look at any of the other teams and say that they didn't also improve the mm-hmm. equal amount that the Leafs did. Yeah. Because yeah, Pan- Panthers, Especially yeah. Got Tampa, like... like the I'm Panthers not. definitely, in my opinion, are the number one team. Whether you like Ben mm-hmm. Sherrod or not, first of all, Ekblad ended up having to go on LTIR, which sucks for them. I didn't know that. Okay. But, but he could be back in the first round. I bet he'll be back in the first round. But not only that, like, Sherrod's going to play second-pair isolated minutes that are going to be much more tailored to his style in the playoffs. He's going to play with – I keep forgetting. He's going to play with Forsling, Forsling on their Forsling, second yeah. pair. And then they're going to have Montour and Gudis on their third pair. Like – it's the same thing. People said when they the Panthers traded for Brandon Mont- Montour, they called him the worst defenseman in the league. And it's because he was playing 20 minutes a night on a Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, He's an offensive, only one-dimensional defenseman. And he's been great for them. Because he's been, pl- he's been played to his strength. Yeah. And he's only playing under 17 minutes now, and he's playing all- sheltered minutes, uh, second power play as well. And- Shocker. You play a player, a defenseman, to his strengths, and he excels. Yeah, he's only playing 17 minutes a game this year, but he's got 25 points, playing second power play, good numbers overall. And again, once you get past the fact that, yeah, Florida did overpay for Ben Sherrod, they still have Ben Sherrod for this year. All Mm -hmm. we're talking about is this year. Like, for a least perspective, we're thinking future and stuff like that. But for the Panthers, it's still equally scary whether they gave a second or a first for Ben Sherrod. Yeah. And... And especially who you're able to pair him with. Yeah. Like, that's also important. He's going to he be move. insulated so well. He's going to be in a, everyone that Florida gets in the last two seasons has excelled. Every single player they've gotten. Yep. So Mason Marchman included, yeah. unfortunately. Carter Verhage, Sam Bennett. Sam Reinhardt was already good. Anthony Duclair. Wow, is he good? Anthony Duclair. Forsling. Montour. Like, it's... They clearly have plans for their players. Alex mm-hmm. Wenberg, right? He was great last year. Great You're right. Year. So that's a scary team. I think they won the deadline for sure. I mean, Claude Giroux is one of the 50 best players in the league. Yeah. And they're just adding him to an already stacked forward core. So it's going to be tough to compete with them. I think they're the winners, number one. I think Tampa and Boston both made good moves, though. What did you guys think of those moves? Um, starting with Tampa, it was interesting because they, they gave a lot for Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul. They gave... In total, two two first round picks, a fourth, and three NHL roster players, which do I feel like you don't really see as much of at the trade deadline for a team that's competing, giving out roster play like more roster players than you're getting back. It's kind of weird, but um, yeah. What's up? Sorry to sneak up and distra- what what are you looking at? Oh, oh those I was just are looking at the trades. The trade, okay. yeah, the trades that I Tampa thought you Bay were made. looking at something that was a summary of no, no, no who no. they got. There. Just yeah, just the cap friendly trades, but yeah. Uh, I think they gave a lot for what they got, but again, if they feel like they can improve their team, I, they I don't got know. Riley Nash and then sent yeah. him down. He's going to be their depth forward option in case sure. one of their centers right. gets hurt. Interesting. They their fourth line is Maroon, Bellamar, and Corey Perry, which is a sick fourth line for them. Their third line, they're going to try to replicate last year's fourth line with Nick Paul, Ross Colton, and Brandon Hagel. Not nearly as good. I'd say it's seventy five percent as good, mm-hmm. but. Now they've completely stacked their top six. They're and putting they also s- got a pretty good prospect for free. Who? Ilya Usov. He's a 2001 born, and he had 26 points in 40 KHL games. Which trade year. did they get on? They signed him. Oh, they signed him. Okay. He was unsigned. So, um, 
But yeah, Hagel, the reason Hagel's valuable to them, because A, they know how they're going to use him. B, he has club control. But man, they paid a lot to get him. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, the only thing we have to worry people about were, is... People were saying that that was more than what Vegas gave up for Jack Eichel. What do you think on that? I don't mm, think so don't at think, all. I don't think so. Don't no, think because so. Alex, Alex Tuck, Tuck is, is a like, very yeah, good player. Yeah. Alex Tuck's a top six forward. <laughs> and also they got a very good and prospect. Yeah. yeah, and no, they didn't. And but, a first, right? But they gave a lot. Yeah. They gave yeah, a lot, no did. doubt. Sure. I think Nick Paul's a sneaky good ad for them. I think he got asked to do way too much in Ottawa. Ottawa? Oh, yeah. And he was not Second bad. Second line center. And he was really <laughs> not bad. He can play in a in a checking third line role on yeah. any team, and he's going to do a good job. They already have Ross Colton. And worst comes to worst, they can swap Colton and Sorelli, and Sorelli can center that line. Like, they yeah. got a lot of depth. It's a good, really good team. It's, it's going to be scary I to play I did see them. someone bring up, are we sure Matthew Joseph is not, or sorry, Nick Paul is better than Matthew Joseph. For what Tampa wants, 100%. Exactly. Exactly. It's There's the no role doubt. that they're going to be playing Nick Paul in that Matthew Joseph couldn't quite fit in. Also like, so that's where, like, I think Ottawa did well in that trade. I, I think both, it works out for both teams because yeah. they just, yeah. I, I think someone used the analogy, they kicked the can down the road with Matthew Joseph. Yeah. Like, it's a similar level player. Maybe they, he... They give him a chance, and he excels. If not, they probably mm-hmm. trade him at a future deadline for another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think. B- but also, I don't get like. Okay, I get that a lot of us people, like, because you don't watch as many games as you can. You can't watch every single game, yeah. so you want to rely on the analytics, which is fair. And I get Matthew Joseph's player card looked better than Nick Paul's player card. Do you really think Tampa Bay, who makes the most shrewd moves in the league, they draft, they develop better than everyone else? They make great deals at every deadline. Do you th- you think they don't know what they're doing? You don't. You think they haven't seen those stats as well? Also, everyone oh. called Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau overpayments. Yeah, yeah. clearly Look what happened. Yeah, and but also, again, if if Matthew Joseph wasn't, fi- I like Matthew Joseph. I think he's a good player. Completely different than Nick Paul. Yeah, completely yeah, different it's not, player. It's not the same at all. So I, I think they know exactly what they want. That's why they're comfortable giving up two first. I think that's a massive overpay for Brandon Hagel. Oh yeah, but they like what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah. You're also and they'll getting, just sign yeah. free agents from Russia. Yeah, cream exactly. of the crop, free agents from Russia. And if you get f- four years of, Belarus, con- sorry. of control, is also very like it's that's that's worth something. So that's that's important oh, to know. Four for years? Yeah, because he's an RFA after his uh, like this year included after his last. Year. Oh, okay. So yeah, he, yeah. he's signed for this year, two more after this, and then another because he's an RFA. And like, he makes one point five for two more yeah. years. So yeah, that's a great contract. Obviously, yeah. one point five. That's it. And also, again, on top of that, they get to sign Corey Perry and Zach Bogosian for minimum contracts. Yeah. Who are both seasoned veterans with deep NHL Cup run experience. And Corey Perry's like going to be like a 45-point player, 20 goals this year. I know. And Bogosian was a, a stalwart in our decor last year in the bottom, bottom pairing. So Exactly. 23, it's scary. And then Boston, I yeah, think Boston, Boston is maybe a rung below because their overall roster is not as good as the other two teams. I'm kind of surprised they didn't trade Jake DeBrusque. What yeah. do you guys think? Yeah. The the second, like w- when you see the extension, you kind of maybe think you it was think, a sign and trade. They, there but was then, rumors out there that they're still moving him. I think, again, mm-hmm. that's an off-season kind of move. Yeah. They couldn't find the right move that would improve their roster to what they would like right now. So... Sign Jake DeBrusque, take away the qualifying offer concerns, mm-hmm. and then this offseason look to make a, a hockey move with him, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Does like, that make sense? He can contribute to their playoff run. Yeah. Greatly. Hugely. Yeah. He's, he's been playing a and, lot better right now. Yeah. And like Boston's window is pretty much almost shut. Like it's just about closing right now. So 
Like they, it makes sense that they held I mean, on to him and kept I don't him. Know. So. Just never say never with these. Yeah, I know you guys. never know. But like, freaking, how long can Patrice Bergeron be like the best defensive center in the NHL for? I don't know. I guess everyone's been saying that for six. Still years now, now somehow. I know, right? But yeah, I, I'm yeah. curious to where they're going to use Lindholm. Yeah, interesting. I, I think he'll probably play with Brandon Carlo. Okay. And I, they think they'll try Riley or Grizzlick with McAvoy still. And if they have to, they'll put Lindholm with McAvoy. It'll be a great top pairing. Yeah. So really, yeah. no, you can't really go wrong there for them. No, not at all. And I mean. Again, this is a. He hasn't been as good. Lindholm hasn't been as good in the past couple of years as what he was before that kind of thing. But I think he's going to. It also does really help when you're going to a winning team and yeah. a competitive. Like, look at John Gibson in Anaheim. Like, he was one of the better goalies in the NHL a couple of years ago. Like, a few you, losing seasons in a row really takes a toll on your your competitive. He even said that, didn't yeah, he? I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. From what I've heard, he's a he's a pretty like self-confident guy and it's like when you're showing up to the rink just to lose every game every two out of three games it's like all right like where does your competitiveness go where does your mentality go what are you competing for like maybe beginning of this season he was playing really well he was an all-star was he competing for that olympic spot olympics go out the window your playoff chances go out the window what happens right i'm just speculating right now but makes sense does it not yeah yeah absolutely no so, doubt i really like that move for i think uh, hampus lindholm is going to bring a lot to to boston there they have a ton of d on their roster here yeah <laughs> but i mean it definitely does improve them uh the other move josh brown i don't know what that was yeah i I'm not i'm not a fan of him do you guys know much about josh brown i honestly he's don't. a bit he's big that's okay. it yeah he's not gonna play i don't think he's okay, 70 he's probably um seven. okay and then fire up some of the Boston fans with a fight here and there. Yeah, maybe. Um, New York was active. Yeah, they Andrew Kopp. was it just last minute. Yeah, Kopp, they were Tyler, Tyler Mott. Mott. They also got Justin Braun. Those are all three really good moves for them. They have cap space. They used it. Good. Morgan giving up Morgan Barron. I kind of like that for one. Kind of like Morgan Barron's game. You yeah. got to give up though. That, that was a, obviously it was it it's was a, it was going to be a quote unquote buyer's market. It didn't really turn out that way. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, let me see who. So they got Baron for a th- or Braun for a third. That was a good move. They got yep. Nick Merkley too. That was kind of it for Ant- Anthony Batetto, I believe. Yeah. Merkley was a former first round pick. I don't mm-hmm. know where. Oh, Batetto's old. So that'll be interesting to see what they do there. I have no idea what that was. I don't think he's going to be on their active roster. But yeah, Tyler Mott, Andrew Cop. Do you think they play Andrew Cop in the top six? No. And I, Frank, Frank Vitrano, too. Exactly. So they added three of those guys. That could be a line for them because their fourth line is kind of nothing right now other than yeah. Reeves. Reeves is the only guy you can pencil into their fourth line. Right now, they have Brodzinski and Greg McKagan there. Those guys are not probably not going to yeah, play. Yeah, no. Those guys are replacement. But, yeah, I think once Capo Caco comes back, they have 12 really good forwards, which is, yes. which is good for them. I think Cop has a chance to play in the top six. He might. He might not. You could have a Barkley Goudreau. Yeah. Are you looking at elite prospects right now? No. I guess how many penalty minutes Ryan Reeves has this year? 100. 35. Oh, good. Wow. 55 games. I, honestly, from the limited I've seen of Ryan Reeves, I think he's been extremely effective for him. Yeah? I, I do. I really do. I, I think he's overpaid. He hasn't been fighting. I think he's overpaid, but I really I, I think he does help them. Mm-hmm. Really? In like very limited minutes. Checking, yeah. Yeah. Intimidation kind yeah. of way? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Get everyone off their game. Exactly. It's not. It's not anything. Like, 
is he worth his contract? No, like zero chance. He's probably a minimum contract player. But I wonder he, how many of those minutes are, are, um, what's the word I'm looking minor penalties too. Yeah. Because the past three seasons, look at his penalty minutes, 47 and 71, 27 and 37 and 35 and 55. He's essentially doing exactly what like we were paying Wayne Simmons to do, but like extremely more effective. Oh, wow. 231 in terms of hits physicality. in 55 games. Wow. That's a lot. 200, 316, 141 and 37 and 231 and 55. Holy. And again, he's only going to play like six minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, right? even so. if he might even be a scratch, I wouldn't doubt that. But over an 82 game season, it's kind of a guy that you want to bring some life into your lineup, right? Yeah. So that's um, an interesting one. Yeah. Just uh, switching speeds. How do we feel about like the forward, the, the prices for forwards? Because that's kind of one thing. I know we got we touched on Blackwell for a bit, but um, what are what are our thoughts on the prices for guys like Cop? Guys like Domi. What was the full? Raquel. Domi was interesting so for I, sure. I don't well, even, yeah. Actually, no. Domi, actually, I, I'm going to take that back. I mean, I can see how he wasn't uh, valued that high. I, I, for some reason, was hearing rumors. I was hearing people talk, and I talked it up in my head how much he was going to be worth. But I'm not too, too surprised. Because was it retained at all? I honestly don't even know the return. I'm trying to look. On, I don't think it's been fully confirmed yet. Do you have the return right now in front of you? It's it's a prospect. His name is Adam Hrenik, or I don't have it in front of me. Oh, it's this just a prospect, crazy. really? I believe it's just a prospect. Okay, so uh, uh, Florida will pay. Okay, so something interesting is that Florida was a broker oh. in, for this deal in, to, in retaining cap, which is kind of funny because, like... What the heck? Okay, so... Okay, okay. So, whoa, this, this looks like a very convoluted trade. Sorry, this is probably not the... Best, best radio. radio yeah oh well we should create a bingo card every time we say that <laughs> <laughs> um okay maybe we should wait a bit for that to trickle in what about what about the cop return what do you think what about? was the full cop so it was so it was cop and a 2023 sixth to new york in exchange for uh morgan Barron, who i don't know if you know much about. i don't bad? know yeah, i don't know much about him um a 2022 second with the uh condition that the pick upgrades to a first if the Rangers win the first two playoff rounds and cop plays 50% of those games, which, I mean, which is, yeah. If, yeah. More than um, so, and then a, another 2022 second, um, where they get to pick between, uh, two, yeah. of the jets get to pick two between, between two different seconds uh, and a fifth, the jets. And so essentially a second that could be a first, oh, a, another second and a fifth plus Morgan Barron for, Andrew Kopp in a sixth. Okay, so conditional second. So that, that's two almost conditional seconds and a fifth. Mm-hmm, that's pretty much plus clo- Morgan Bear. That's almost like I would say more than what we gave her Giordano because we also got Blackwell in return, even though we gave a fifth third third compared to a fifth for Giordano and Blackwell. We also got Blackwell in return. So um, yes, it seems like the prices for forwards were pretty pretty high, especially without there being any kind of premium forward out there other than really Claude Giroux. Well, Baron's not as good as I thought. Never mind. Um, it could fit. I think they, they who, saw something in him. Yeah, they obviously. I don't think he was worth that much. Yeah, they obviously got him for a reason. But um, that's an interesting one. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people really valued Andrew Kopp. I, I think he will bring a lot to the the Rangers lineup. I didn't love the Rangers depth this year in their lineup, but like these few moves that they made right now, I mean, that makes them much more competitive in the playoffs. I think they added like Tyler Mott's decent. Andrew Kopp's pretty good player. Justin Braun adds some good depth to the defense there. And then Frank Vitrano's a good volume shooter in the bottom six, mm-hmm. right? We've seen yeah. him score some goals. So 
That's not bad. I think New York cost effectively did a did a good job. Did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah. they didn't. Oh God, good. it's getting musty. Yeah, but. Anyways, I don't like they didn't give an outright first for anyone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They didn't add the biggest of names, sure, but they added how many is that? I don't know why I'm three forwards. <laughs> three and a defenseman. Yeah. And a so defenseman. four defensemen for not that that much, yeah. right? Yeah, they, I thought they could, did a good job. I'm just not bad. I'm more thinking about like from the least perspective of like we didn't get that top high, that second uh line forward that we know of uh that we wanted unless who knows what Blackwell's going to do, but um so yeah, like I'm, I'm, ha- I even though going into it, that was almost my number one thing for them to get. Um, I, I'm still happy because like it seems like the prices were maybe a little yeah. too high. Like, and I'm okay with. I'm what all right. Was paid. I mean, like so. when when you look at the Leafs, like they weren't. I, I'll throw out the rumors kind of thing. Well, Brandon Hagel, they were in on Hagel. I heard who, which even then, like, is he a guaranteed top six kind of player? Not really. It was his mm-hmm. contract which made him valuable. Yeah. So, or made him more valuable, and, right? Yeah. So, adding Colin Blackwell is a good upgrade to the Leafs forward bottom six. And then on top of that, they upgraded the, their defense, which they really yeah. needed to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Goaltending, you can debate about, I would say. But I, I'm happy. I mean, I heard people were wanted, people did want Andrew Kopp on the Leafs. I would have liked him as well. But as Josh said multiple times, there is a log jam at forward. That that's very Toronto. true. So that's very true. I, to, it would be yeah. a, it would I think it would be a gluttonous kind of thing to get go out and get Andrew Kopp. Mm-hmm. Address the real needs in the lineup and then go from there, yeah. right? Yeah. I wouldn't have mind I wouldn't have minded if like Tyler Mott came back in the Travis Dermott deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe there, but but that almost I'm is still okay with the yeah, third round. Like, like you said, that might even just muddy the waters m- more, but yeah. yeah. I like again, going into this deadline, I was just thinking if they could get a guy who is like doesn't make maybe just makes things clear because he's like okay we know this guy is for sure going to play on that left wing um but yeah even just again like looking at the prices i'm kind of happy that we didn't really acquire like a guy like raquel or cop because like i feel like they gave a decent like anaheim got a decent amount in return for raquel Raquel they got uh, a second round pick i don't know who the prospect is but they also got zach aston reese on the way back who's like a good like a nice little depth piece for um that has, has been a, a, oh, a depth piece for Pittsburgh. Um, so Raquel. I'm trying to find uh, the prospect, find but... Ricard Raquel. Why is this so hard to find? Um, this website, I tell you. What's the return? To, give me the full Ricard Raquel return. I'll just so, off the top of my brain. Zach Aston, Reese, Dominic, Simone, a yep. prospect. And Who's the prospect, though? I, it just, uh, Bobby Margarita is just oh tweeting a prospect. So. Retirement. <laughs> I need to know who this is. How does that help me? Uh, uh, is it on Cap? That's his most recent tweet, so we're probably uh, not going to, yeah. That's not nice. Yeah. But anyways, whatever. We'll yeah. figure it out later. Yeah. But all, all in all, though, happy with the... Uh, I thought it was just a second for Ricard Raquel. That's kind of interesting that they gave up their, one of their mm-hmm. better defensive... Two of their best defensive forwards Yeah. for... A sniper, quote unquote, that hasn't scored thirty goals in three years. Yeah, right. So interesting. I mean, I I, I do think they needed to add some scoring, but to just at throw what, away at defense. What cost? On that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At what cost? <laughs> I've won, but at what cost? Right. Um, Any other moves that you wanted to take a look at? I think we touched on everything, right? We touched on Flurry, we touched on Domi, the Ranger trade. Any surprises? 
Um, I'm kind of surprised with what uh, Vancouver did, seeing as they didn't really... First of all, absolute side note, what a steal they, they did with the Hamannick for a third and then turning that into... Oh ter- that, was abs- that was like the funniest thing of deadline days that they literally just trade Travis Hamannick for... Travis- Wasn't he, he was on waivers earlier yeah, this year. for Dermot. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like That's why I was like, I know it's like whatever. That's why I was so... Uh, weird about Peter Mrazek not getting claimed because so many of these guys get claimed and end up get tr- like people just trade for them anyways. It's like this guy was on waivers. Why didn't you claim him then? And now you want him for a third. It's just th- some some but of these it's moves. Not it's, even, it's not even that with some of these players. It's like oh they clear waivers and then you trade the trade for them so that you can automatically assign them yeah. to your AHL club. That's not going to be the case with Travis Hamonic. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's getting paid way too much. Yeah, yeah, no, it's weird. Like, they, so, like that that trade it was just, it made no sense. It, I I do not understand that at a third round pick for Travis Hamonic. Yeah, was he? He hasn't been good this year at all. He wasn't good last year. His contract is an overpayment. What does he do out there? I honestly have no. I cannot answer that question. I just thought it was hilarious, but I. Anyways, I don't uh, know, get them to the cap floor. Is yeah. that all he does? That's but his asset. <laughs> maybe, but again, if like if we're trading picks to get to the cap floor, like, hello, there's a goalie on waivers that you can get for free that can get you to the cap floor. Like, uh, they have too many goalies. Oh, they have way too many goalies. They have uh, Gustafson, who I think is probably waiver exempt next yeah, year, but yeah. they signed Forsberg and they have Matt Murray. I know, but I'm, I was just saying, like, if it's the, for the purpose of to get into the floor, like, I just don't get it. Like, mm. like. Also, the yeah, Winnipeg, Winnipeg Arizona deal. Like, I don't know who that that guy Arizona got for a fourth. Like, how good that guy is. Uh, um, I, I don't know his name. Let Winnipeg me. Arizona was that the one with uh, with Brian, Brian Little? Little. So, oh, the prospect they got there. He's a bit older. He played on the Olympic team for USA, but mm-hmm. he's having himself a pretty good year. Okay, but is like, I assume part of that part of that deal was getting Brian Little to get yourself to the cap floor and like. Um, or maybe the, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. It was mainly to get that prospect. True. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't I realize that then. But but also, yeah. I guess help you to get to the cap. Because I was looking at Arizona next year. They have not a lot of players signed. They're at thirty-five oh. million dollars right now. Jack McBain, couple. Yeah, they're whatever. gonna they're gonna sign guys for sure. But again, like, how much are they gonna pay these guys? Like, hopefully they don't rush some of their prospects. That'd yeah, be, that'd but, be a bad one. A, a, anyways, my main point is the 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 floor for the salary cap is sixty million dollars. The the Arizona Coyotes essentially have to sign twenty five million dollars worth of players between now, like oh my god, uh, on the Resign over the next Louis Erickson uh, for five by five. Exactly, like what are they going to do? Like, <laughs> it, I, that's why. That's again why I was just really confused why they Luzzled. didn't like claim that goal. Anyways, maybe it's an opposite thing. They claimed Harry Satari yeah. instead of but, instead of Peter Mrazek. Anyways, I, I think it doesn't screw things up for the Leafs. No, so it doesn't at all. It's right. just it's just silly. I think. Anyways, whatever. But it was odd. How did you? How would you rank this trade deadline in general? Were you happy with it? Like entertaining? No, because all the trades happened on the weekend. <laughs> there were some. There were some good names that got mm-hmm. dealt, like Giroux, Giordano, like Ben Sherratt's whatever. But mm-hmm. Andrew Kopp, the Kakinen deal, Mark Andre Fleury got moved. Yeah, right. Like those are some pretty decent names. Like Max Domi's whatever. Uh, Lyash Lindholm in there as well. Like Brandon Hagel's all right. I mean, he has twenty goals this year. Sure. But all of them happen, like, spread out. Like, the Leafs made a deal a month ago, it feels like, with for mm-hmm. Labushkin. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, all the deals just kept getting spread out all over the place. So, in terms of trade deadline day, it was, like, a D minus. True. But, like, compared to the last trade deadline we had, I don't know. I 
think this one was much worse. The one yeah. before that I know was bananas. Yeah. This one. So this one was very, coming very off bad. Of last year. In terms was... of trade period, it was pretty mm-hmm. good. I'd give yeah. it a B kind of thing. I, I mean, because I like so many different players in yeah. the league. And, like, I know all these depth players and I know these prospects. I'm aware of these prospects. That's where I'm like, oh, like, every move is an interesting one to me. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how. How would you rate the day? I thought it was a good day. Uh, I thought, like the, like you said, like I, I love how many t- players moved. It feels like a lot. I don't know. It's just because last year didn't seem like many players got moved because of COVID or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I thought I thought it was fun, like, seeing all these players get moved. It seems like a lot of teams came in late and, and got, like, specifically New York, came in pretty late and, and made some significant moves. But Yeah, New York coming in late with those few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Vetrano kind of ran under the radar. Like, yeah, that right? was, like, they almost got him for free, essentially. That's, like, a cap dump from... Uh, Florida, because oh, Florida's just too fourth. stacked. But yeah, but, for a fourth, he's getting paid pretty good for a f- bottom six. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a solid bottom six that didn't fit in uh, Florida when, once they got Chiru, obviously. But yeah, it was a good good pickup for them. But yeah, yeah. Um, there was another thing on my brain. Oh, uh, going back to the least grade. I mean, I gave them an A because based on solely based on the trades. But like, Josh did make a good point. Like. It's like it's like if you were to go in a room and drop an entire cake on the floor and then clean it up and then brag about how clean the room is. It's like, well, you it was a cake. mess before because you dropped an entire cake yeah. on the floor, right? So that's where I understand what he means. I mean, like the Nick Ritchie contract, the Peter Mrazek moves that you had to make there, right? Like that's where it made you, – you, you had to give yourself some urgency to it. The deals itself in a vacuum were pretty good, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, but considering all the other noise around it, I can yeah. see his point there. I it's could see that, but we also have to probably. remember that we also got Michael Bunting, we got Andre yeah. Cox, we got the, David. Yeah, Kong. in terms like of the got... trades itself, like I liked them. Mm-hmm. The mess around it, mm, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a unique situation that we were. Also, we didn't into, outright so say it, but the least signing Hari Satari from the KHL, gold medal winning Finnish goaltender. And then him having to go through waivers. It's like the weirdest. And then thing. him getting claimed on waivers today by Arizona. Yeah. That's which just. It's the oddest yeah. thing that maybe, maybe we would need to, like, get. I don't know. I, I guess it's for, to protect, like, play, like, to protect teams from players, like, trying to get a loophole around a draft where you sign a guy from the KHL and they, they have to go through waivers first before you can yeah, get him. Maybe that's, I, like, I what guess. the. Because per- no team has his rights. I don't know. Right? Maybe. I it, always love the story where. Uh, Calgary tried to offer sheet for Ryan O'Reilly, but Ryan O'Reilly had played in the KHL because of the lockout. And so then they put in an offer sheet, but if they were to actually, if Ryan O'Reilly were to have accepted and Colorado decided not to match, Ryan O'Reilly would have had to go through waivers to come through. That's crazy. And it would have been like five first-round picks. Wow. And they wouldn't have gotten him. Yeah, because someone definitely would have claimed him. Yeah, obviously. That's that's hilarious. That's where I... I, I one thing Giordano said, he's like, I think the league would have stepped in there because that would have decimated the organization. Yeah. yeah. What an yeah. oversight there. Anywho. Did, I wonder if they, did they know that when they did it? No, they obviously did Oh my didn't. God. Okay. Wow. That's, that's where they, they, they yeah. would have got screwed, mm-hmm. but read the rule book. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's get into, I want to talk a little bit about Manscaped before we finish off. Manscaped, the best men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels. I mean, we've talked about them several episodes in a row. We cannot say enough good things about the different products that we've received from Manscaped. 
and how they just keep us fresh and trimmed and looking professional below the waist. Uh, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com at checkout. I mean, Jason, you've, spoke vol- you've spoken volumes about yeah, Manscaped yeah. before. I have a little anecdote. So I was on Sunday, I was actually out for a walk downtown well, with my girlfriend and... Uh, I wasn't on my phone, but when I when I did get the call for uh, that the Leafs acquired Jordano, I just want to say how confident I felt in the fact that I was walking around all day, you know, no sweat at all, nothing, no, no, no bushes to go through downstairs. I was just, you know what? When I was walking, I felt great, no sweat, ball deodorant, get that, get it, get it. That's all I'm gonna say. So exactly. Anyways, twenty percent off and free shipping with code Rinkrat R I N K R A T at Manscaped dot com. Um, anyways, trade deadline done. Now it's time to push for the playoffs. Let's do it. Let's see what this new roster build can bring us. Right. Any, any last closing remarks? Follow, like, uh, subscribe, subscribe, YouTube, give, keep an eye on the, leave us reviews. Tell us what you think about the trade deadline. Leave us a comment on, on a YouTube or tweet at us at rank right report, whatever you guys want to do. We want to hear from you, what you think, uh, uh, how you think the Leafs did at the trade deadline. If you're worried about, facing anyone in the playoffs anything like that but yeah yeah exactly thank you everyone for listening we will be back thursday we will be recording wednesday after the game thank you everyone for listening go let's go